What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 587th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, Steve. With me is Hannah. I still have a sprained ankle, so I just played Timber Community Day from home. Against Niantic's wishes. <laughs> I am turning you over to the Go Police. It I'm works sending pretty them a well. message. It worked pretty well. I have a home stop, so I put on an incense, I put on a lure, I put on a star piece. All of the timber were weather boosted. It worked pretty darn well. Niantic, we got furious boy. that you did not walk <laughs> the required yeah, walking. I'm, Trust me, I'm, I tried to walk on Friday, and then it hurt more. <laughs> I'm having that your was a bad idea. Band. <laughs> Greg also here. Greg and I did community I, together. We did. We went to the Smell of America. And walked around inside and listened to the sweet song stylings of Autumn Soul, a band that I have never heard of until today. Well, the uh, whole mall quite, heard of them after today. The whole mall heard Autumn Soul today because <laughs> you could not avoid it when you're on that side of the Okay. The acoustics of Mall of America are awful. And I cannot imagine being a band trying to play in that rotunda because the echo is so bad. You're also in front of two roller coasters. It <laughs> a lot of competition. Seem, a lot of competition doesn't in that seem ideal to the to the whole aspect of putting out a performance. But that crowd, the people who were there, were into it for they a were. Minnesota crowd. I mean, you gotta kind of lower your expectations for a Minnesota crowd. We aren't standing. And we sure as heck aren't dancing unless a we Minnesota absolutely have to. A Minnesota crowd in a mall. In a mall. In a mall. That, that aspect probably applies as well. Yeah. You get everything. Uh, we, got, uh, we, we got everything in the, the show for you today. We got a lot of different news, a lot of little news. Um, but look, we can talk five hours, but I have to do a hard cutoff late. <laughs> I'm the one that has to edit this, so... As much as I would like a five-hour show wah, every week, wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. we gotta, we gotta, we gotta make make do here. Uh, let's do our uh, nine-week Pokemon sleep check-in. <laughs> I don't know how many it's been. I hit the buttons. Mm-hmm. You hit the buttons. You're still I playing. didn't one night. I finally missed one night, and I didn't have the free trial to go back and put in the hours. I was too tired. It, I forgot. It's ruined now. Burn it. No, Delete I keep, the app. I'm, I'm continuing. <laughs> I am going slowly because I'm trying to evolve my shiny Riolu, and it's not a great Pokemon for mm. any of the Snorlaxes. Yeah. But I have a shiny Chikorita that I'm using. Why? Why not? I have a shiny Arcanine. I also have a shiny Squirtle. Am I using them? No. Could Squirtle's I? good. Squirtle's, Squirtle's like one good. of the best Pokemon. Yeah, the Squirtle line is great. Squirtle loves milk. You want milk? Squirtle will get it for you. <laughs> Lactose intolerant? Yeah, no that. deal. I did not <laughs> know that about the Squirtle line. They should put that in Bulbapedia. Loves milk. Watch out, milk tank. You're going to have a Squirtle attack. Yeah, I think um, like Ghastly, Squirtle, and Caterpie are like some of the best like really, yeah. Early I have a Butterfree Pokemon you can get out there. I could swap. I should. I could probably swap Totodile. Do I have a Totodile? I don't remember what I have. I have something and a something and hit their faces and they drop berries. And then I'm like, should I cook? Okay. Does the fan do anything? No. <laughs> what does the fan do? It just speeds up the animation. That's it. 
There are definitely people who believe that if you tap perfectly, you will get a critical hit. I what is still somewhat believe that. I think. <laughs> what is I, what is the perfect tap? What I what want is to do is I want tap? to record every time I cook, so that when I get the critical hit, I can replay all of the recordings and m- compare them. Um, but I I feel like if you have the fan going up at the very end when it hits the conclusion of the cooking, that's when you get the critical hit on the cooking. But could be wrong about that. Most people think it's random. It's probably it, random. It's probably random. And our brains, being the brains that they are, like to seek patterns. Anyways, the fan is useless. Some t- I've completed. I like to tap to the rhythm, even though I know it doesn't do anything. What like, rhythm? I don't know. Like the, the fan is already going. When it's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you tap with the fan. If you, I don't know. It feels good. I feel like tapping too fast for so me. I'm searching out. for anything fun and interesting in this dumb, dumb I like game. The game a it's lot. a fun game. <laughs> I like sending Pokemon to the professor and grinding them up. Oh, I haven't no. sent any Pokemon to anybody. They're all sitting in a box. I'm, still, at I'm me. still waiting to like sit down and go through every single Pokemon and start just chucking them. I've done a little I, bit of that. I don't have a lot. I don't. Catch one every time. But, like, you, but you need to be. Yeah, yeah, because it Why? powers them up. So, like, because the, when, when the, before you catch them, they'll have, like, friendship levels. And that's yeah. how many you've caught. So, if you have, like, a friendship level three Caterpie, it means you've caught, I think, two or three Caterpies, right? Like, every time uh-huh. you catch one, it goes up. And when you get, I think it max, it does max at 10. But, like, once you get to 10, you're, like, guaranteed at least one golden stat. So then every okay. Caterpie you catch at level 10 will be just significantly better than the like the level 1, level 2, level 3, because they'll be like guaranteed. So you want like the golden stats, because they're better than the uh-huh. blue stats, and the blue stats are better than the white stats. So can I, can I ask you this question? Um, what's my time frame on getting that done? Oh, oh yeah. right, forever? Yeah, yeah, So forever. yeah, I will just catch them <laughs> when they're hungry, and I do not care. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, that's going to take forever. <laughs> but like, I, I was prioritizing Squirtle and Caterpie because if they're going to be my like long con Pokemon, then I want to get them to 10. <laughs> no, the long con Pokemon is Pokemon Sleep. That is the long con, and we are being con. There are like some Pokemon I don't care about at all, though. Like, I don't really care about like Mankey or I think like Chikorita and Mankey do the same thing. It's just like Snorlax power increase. Yeah. And it's like, I don't. Maybe that's like a, I don't know, maybe the min-maxing people are like, yeah, this is really good. <laughs> you never sent me the spreadsheet, so I have no idea. I, I don't even have this. I have to look. I'm sure the spreadsheet's updated. But, like, I I like the I like the uh, item finder Pokemon or whatever. And I like the Pokemon that doesn't randomly heal. I like the Pokemon that heals the whole team. Mm-hmm. Not heal. It's like energy recovery. Energy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Berry finders are pretty important too. Ingredient finders, those are kind of my two main ones. Any of the ones that that get the dream shards, like Riolu and Lucario, are not as helpful because you already have too many dream shards. Yep. But I love my shiny Riolu, so I'm keeping it on my team. I mean, I, I should probably put the shiny. I have a shiny Growlithe. I don't even know what it does. Uh, I think Growlithe has like helping power, so it, like when it boosts, it will like help somebody else. But I think that's random too. So your shiny Growlithe could help your shiny Squirtle get more milk. All right, I will. I will swap thing when when the 
when the whatever resets and I'm forced to restart through no fault of my own, I will pick a new team and I'll put the shinies on there and I'll feed them candies or something. Yeah, you got to get them at least to level 10 before they start. I have one of them at 10, I think. I have a couple. Yeah, they don't go on the team unless they're bare minimum 10 because you got to unlock that first whatever skill, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. I have two Pikachus. I could probably drop one of them Pikachus. Yeah, you don't need double Pika. Pika also has the like Snorlax increased power or whatever. I have no good transition. Uh, Scarlet and Violet, th- those are video games. They sure updated are. recently, didn't they? <laughs> they did update. That's what the news is about. This is off Nintendo Life. Uh, 2.0.2 is now live. They did say like early October. They were correct. I, like This came out on October 11th couple days ago they fixed three things well this is what they say in the patch notes number one under certain conditions victories against npc trainers scattered across the world may not be recorded we talked about this before about how the game could only remember you battling 300 trainers i think there are 307 or 309 trainers in the game um so if you were saving the ogre clan for last uh it just didn't remember and so you could never get the reward for what the ogre clan does this will. This is fixed now. Uh, this bug has been fixed, so players who have experienced this issue can now challenge affected NPC trainers uh, again to record their victories, then receive the rewards. Uh, there was also. It was not previously possible to transfer certain special Pokemon to Pokemon Scarlet or Violet via Pokemon Home. I still don't know why they're using the word special. Uh, uh, if Pokemon were brought in for Pokemon Home for Pokemon Go, even if a Pokemon of the same species was already obtained in Scarlet and Violet prior to version 1.3.2, this bug has been fixed or has been resolved. Uh, one of the situations I know is Regieleki. Again, we've talked about this. A Regieleki from Pokemon Go should be able to go to Scarlet and Violet, but for, for some reason it didn't work, and now it works again. Apparently. I, I, a special Pokemon is still a really weird way to define. There's nothing special about Regieleki. <laughs> I mean, he's a good boy. He bounces a lot. He's a good design. But, like, I just say who they are. <laughs> like, because, <laughs> like, somebody commented on one of my YouTube videos of, like, I can't move Anamorous over. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense because. Anamorous only comes from one game. That's Legends Arceus. You can only get it in one game. It's Legends Arceus. And I could, I moved my Anamorous over because I use it in raids. So I'm like, does Anamorous count as the special Pokemon? So it, it, like, I don't know. I don't know why you wouldn't be able to move Anamorous over. So if, I don't know, they put out a list of Pokemon. It's fixed now, I guess. So it's really not that big of a deal. But like, why can't they just say like Anamorous, Regieleki, and Lotad, I don't know if Lotad was fine. It was just an example. But why be so vague? (laughs) Just tell us what's broken so we can be like, ah, okay, cool. Because this team is not the Pokemon Sleep team. We already know that. (laughs) That team's so good at putting out updates. It's so good. They they love using their Twitter X or whatever they want to call it. They're like, here we go. They also say other selected bug fixes have been implemented. Not sure what that means. Um... There was that bug that I was experienced. Oh, yeah, actually, I do know. I'm actually, now that I'm questioning why I pulled this Nintendo Life, because <laughs> I now remembered the third bug that was fixed, which was, I think Al in our Slack had this issue or found this issue 
where if you took like Pokemon that were caught in Kitakami and then you went to battle the professor, spoiler, you battle the professor at the end of Scarlet and Violet. I think that's fair game after 11 months. When you do that final battle with the professor and they send out either Maridon or Coridon, and you just like went through your Pokemon party, if it saw. I'm sure Al is like listening, being like, I can tell you the exact specific <laughs> issue if you hold your switch upside down under your bed in water. Under a red moon, you shall see the bug before ye. <laughs> Anyways, the issue was something where like if you had a Kitakami Pokemon in your party and then you went to go battle the professor. I'm really simplifying this because it was kind of hard to reproduce. Um, the game would just crash. That has oh. been fixed. The bug that I had, which was the Let's Go feature just randomly stop, stopping to work, was not mentioned at all. Um, and I don't really know how to reproduce that bug without just doing hours and hours of Let's Go. Not the Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. The feature in <laughs> Scarlet and Violet when you send out your Pokemon. I just thought it just sent Pokemon to fly off cliffs to their doom. That happens sometimes, too, where your Pokemon just keeps running. <laughs> just... Uh, that I that could be a feature though because it's very fun that to could watch. Be a feature it's very funny. I don't know if that's fixed. Uh, it was never mentioned, but the the issue that some people had with the professor crashing that was mentioned not in this press release. Nintendo Life, how dare you? I trusted trusted you as I read this press release. <laughs> so yeah, they fixed a couple things. That's cool, I guess. Just a reminder, not that this has anything to do with Scarlet and Violet, but. Just a reminder that Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, the critically acclaimed games, the shiny charm doesn't actually work, except for specifically Masuda Method. For whatever, for a faithful remake, that was a decision that a group of people decided to make. To one, put the shiny charm in a game that didn't have the shiny charm, but then promote it as a faithful remake, but then chose to not have the shiny charm do anything except for if you're specifically doing the Masuda method and then proceed to update the game and then not address that because that was a, a decision that people made for mm -hmm. whatever. <laughs> I have no clue. Mm -hmm. th th those games are bad. I just want to say that. They're not great games. That was a decision <laughs> that was made by a group of people. The entire games were a decision. Yeah, I mean, there's a just don't put the shiny podcast. charm in then, and just and then if yeah. somebody questions it, you can stand by your statement of faith for yeah. a remake. The shiny Faithful charm remake. was not introduced until Black Two, White Two, not even the original Black and White. Black Two, White Two is when the shiny charm was introduced. Yeah, I, there was a chance that for another group of people, I was going to do a Nuzlocke of Shiny Pearl because I haven't played it yet, and I literally sat down and went. There is no way I, I I am not capable of playing this game again. I cannot. My soul will die if I load that up. And I've been thinking for like two weeks, like what can I do to make this fun? And I have not, <laughs> not come upon an on. idea that makes me want to. The closest I've come is a luxury ball egg lock where everybody sends me eggs, but they have to be in a luxury ball. But that's just selfish because I want to complete a luxury ball decks. But I still don't want to play the game. I just want the eggs. I don't know. It's bad.
It was definitely a video game. That's for sure. It yeah. definitely made money. <laughs> sure did. It definitely ran, and it was bug. It was not bug free. Don't even <laughs> say. You can't say that. <laughs> yeah, there was plenty of bugs. There was Ninkata and Shit Ninja. Yeah, oh, Wormpole was in that game. <laughs> was there? Because all I saw were Geodudes. A lot of Geodudes. That's true. Uh, what's our next bit of news here? Where's my Where's my show notes here? Ah, uh, speak. Speaking of disappointing, going from brilliant diamond shining pearl to this news, I have three different emails pulled up. We're gonna talk about the Van Gogh stuff here. I booked a eight hundred dollar round trip flight to Amsterdam. Which is a good deal, honestly. That uh, is the, a good deal. The last time I went to Seattle, Washington from uh, MSP, it was 740 some yeah. dollars. So for 60 more dollars, I can literally go to a different country. Round trip. Uh, I canceled my flight. I will explain why. Uh, I, it was refundable. Uh, okay, so the, 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 first, the first email I have here is from Pokemon Center, October 10th. Your order has been canceled. Hello, Steve. We're sorry that the items below could, uh, from your order could not be processed, hence it's been canceled. You will not be charged for the canceled items in your order, though you might see a temporary authorization on your bank account. Please note that the authorization will be released according to bank- their banking policies. <laughs> we apologize for the inconvenience. Please refer to our FAQ, FAQ the Pokemon Center team. What I ordered... Pokemon Center, Van Gogh Museum, Pokemon-inspired paintings from the Van Gogh Museum Amsterdam pin box set. This is the, lar- the longest title in the world, six-pack. Uh, and then the Pokemon Van Gogh Museum Pikachu with a gray felt hat promo card, which came free with the pin set, which was $50. Uh, that I ordered probably around 11.15 a.m., the day that the disaster happened, the day zero when Pokemon Center failed to actually work for anyone, except possibly scalpers. Yeah, that's when I was doing my 72-hour marathon. I woke up. People said that the Pokemon Center was updated. I went. There was a bunch of stuff sold out. The pin set was still in stock. I really didn't have any trouble adding it to my cart and purchasing it. Um, And then I heard that people got their orders canceled. And I was like, well, mine didn't get canceled. And then it did, <laughs> like a week later. <laughs> you never got that confirmation email. I never did, yes. I, I, I ordered on September 29th, and so that got canceled. All right, second email from Pokemon Center again. Update on the Van Gogh Museum collaboration. Hi, trainer. <laughs> Fans shopping at Pokemon Center will soon receive another opportunity to obtain the Pikachu with gray felt, felt hat promo card. Trainers who purchase at least $30 of qualifying Pokemon TCG product will receive one Pikachu with gray felt hat promo card with their orders while supplies last asterisk. Uh, stay tuned for additional updates via the email on our official social media channels because that has always worked so well yeah. the first time. The asterisk says get one Van Gogh Museum Pikachu with gray felt hat card with every eligible order shipped to the U.S or Canada, addressed from PokemonCenter.com. While supplies last, no code require. Pre-orders and digital products are not eligible. Order must contain minimum of $30 from the TCG category. I still think they messed up communication-wise because they were giving one felt promo card per item 
that you purchased. So if you purchased like three seven ninety nine Van Gogh Dex uh, TCG sleeves, sixty pack of sleeves or whatever for your cards, you got three promo cards. Now they're saying. Which they've never done before, by the way. Like, in the past, it, it was like one promo card per order. Doesn't matter if you order 20 or or $100, you're getting one card. That's why people would order, they, they would make separate orders. Now they're saying that you get one per your order, and you gotta spend at least $30 specifically in the TCG. And who knows what is, in st- I don't know what's in stock right now for the TCG. Hopefully, okay stuff, but yeah, I... I <laughs> I guess I have another chance. Want from, the stuff that people want in the TCG is rarely in stock on the Pokemon Center. That's fine. I guess, like, uh, who? how many cards are they going to have? <laughs> when is this going to be happening? They're, they, they say, like, watch out for social media, watch out for the email. But they have proven time and time again that, like, it's just not reliable. Like, there are fan Twitter... Did they actually say Twitter? No, they just say social media. Um, there are fan Twitter accounts or Facebook pages or subreddits that just get the news out faster that things are mm-hmm. updating. I said this. I said this on Twitter. I don't understand why they don't reprint the entire collection, not specifically the card, like everything: the play mats, the 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 plushes, the 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 paintings. It's their stuff. <laughs> I don't think the Van Gogh Museum is like, how dare you print more playmats with your iconic characters on it? It's- Supposedly, it's still in stock at the museum, too. Most of it, everything except the plush. Like, they they messed up, right? They apologized. Why, why don't they make more? I just, I, I simply do not understand why they're very good at making plushes they're very good at making playmats they're very good at making tcg sleeves pins you name it they they put out the same products in rotation every two months three months they just change the pokemon on it i don't know their distributors right like i don't know specifically who's making the pins or the tcg sleeves but they're making a lot of them because they're make them they make them all year long you went out of your way to apologize to your customers. That's fine. I get like, but like, make more. What? What? what, what no one loses in this situation. I guess maybe the scalpers lose. Scalpers lose. But like, your customers are I mean, happy. There are. So having worked with a person that tried to do printing and stuff with printers, it's incredibly difficult once one run is done to reschedule to have the all the printers reset to run that batch again it's really expensive and it's really hard to schedule because they have a pretty strict schedule of you're slotted in here we have you doing this batch and then we have to switch all of the stuff around and switch everything out to run this next batch depending on on what it is so it could just be that they don't feel it is worth the expense of whatever f- extra fee the printer is going to charge them to interrupt their current printing batch to run a second run like my game sold out and then it was a number of months before 
Japan, Japan Anime Games could order a second printing and get it onto the blocks and then get it reprinted and restructured and put back out again. It's not like, it's not easy. It's also not difficult. I just imagine Pokemon companies like, okay, so will this still be super popular in five months when we can get the printing batch again? And I think a lot of people on our end would say, absolutely. But it's, I don't know that they see that as a business case that's worth the risk of saying, if we print another 10,000 five months later, will we just be sitting on 5,000 Van Gogh prints that go nowhere? Like, I don't know the answer. I, I don't know. Like, I understand at least some of the reasons why they don't do yeah, it. Yeah, no, I understand, like, production lines but- and, like... They have other things that need to come out, whether that's the ho- Halloween or, or Christmas or, oh, like, uh, we got to make Ogre Pond now. Like, he has to come out, or she yeah. has to come out in plush form. But I feel like there's just, like, a responsibility that you, as a company, sometimes, especially a company that makes a lot of money, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you have a very devoted fan base, and I can understand, although... There, there. I would, I would also assume that there's a lot of smart people that work at the Pokemon company that understands fulfillment and marketing and stuff. But I, I, I would understand like they, they underestimated the collaboration between Mister, Mister One Ear and Pikachu. Like they didn't think that it was going to be like, like I on this own my this own show. I underestimated how popular Pokemon Go would be. I think everyone did. No one mm-hmm. thought that Pokemon Go was going to be a seven-year-plus ongoing game. I think a lot of people were like, ah, this will this will fizzle out in a year. Shut <laughs> I wouldn't say no one. <laughs> I think some people would argue that maybe it should have ended several years ago. <laughs> so, like, but, like, when you have a... Uh, I, I would consider it, like, a PR disaster of, like... Oh, yeah. This was, this was overly popular... A lot of people wanted it. You messed up. Who like so many people just wanted a plush or wanted a playmat or wanted a print, and you like you could mm-hmm. at least I'm not I don't even think you lose money. Like it might be like oh okay like we won't make as much of a profit on a second run, but not only would you probably just break even or still make some of a profit, you still yeah. you have like a retainment and a trust rebuilding with your audience. Of yeah. like, oh, I agree. I also think they just need, we just need to figure out the scalper prog- problem, right? Like, there needs to be something to stop the fact that a lot of this just gets eaten up to be thrown on eBay for outrageous prices. And I don't, I sometimes worry that a lot of companies don't want to put a lot out because they don't want to see the secondary market thrive as much as it does through scalping. And I don't have a good way of like, there's not a good way of stopping it. Like we've seen this happen in magic where magic is trying to kill the secondary market because they don't make money off it. So they'll do a ton of reprints in new products, but of course they've been overpricing their products. So like nobody wants to buy the reprints. We'll just wait till the third parties pull them out of packs and sell them singly again because 
great, you reprinted it. I'm not guaranteed it. And I still have to pay $200 for a box to maybe get this. Or it will still go to your secondary market where it's being sold as a single and pay $5 for it because you flooded the market. Like the same things happening here where they just seem to have a lack of a clear vision on how to deal with scalping in the secondary market. And I, I don't like I can't sit here and come up with an answer because I don't I've never really thought it through. But I do feel like a lot of companies deliberately short things in an effort to make it a high collectible and make sure that only certain people get it without understanding that they're just also fueling heavily the scalping market because of it. And And making a negative experience almost all around. Right. And then the other flip side is to make so many of it that it's just flooded the market and they have no value, which almost seems better than (laughs) what's happening now, I think. Like having a flooded market, I mean, it, it, ultimately it's kind of what happened with comics. Like they went into the super variant cover limited scarcity thing and then everyone's like, well, I don't want to buy all of this. I don't want to buy 17 covers of the same comic and the comic market started to tank. Well, I don't want to buy $30 worth of TCG cards right. that I've already bought. I want to buy a Van Gogh Pikachu plush. <laughs> like right. I want, I want him with the little painting board. Like I wanted that pin set. <laughs> This is such a mediocre solution to be like, okay, we're reprinting the card and just buy what we already have in stock. Like, they they did take in account the scalper thing during the pandemic, right? How many times have you, listener, or you two on the show have been banned from PokemonCenter.com? Like, I've been banned like three times because they're like, you're clicking too fast. Like, I, yeah. I don't think I'm clicking f- fast <laughs> at all. <laughs> I'm not clicking fast. But like, I, I literally hit been... the back button and you said, nope. Yeah. And then I went you get... to the website once and it was already like that. <laughs> then, you, then you're banned for like 24 hours. So like, they did put something in to like m- m- manage bots, I guess. But like, I I, I don't know, like. Look at my profile. Look at how much money I have spent in the last like four years that you've got up. I'm definitely I mean, not a I scalper. I feel like this is something that they should do like a pre-sale ticket code thing like they do for to help curb some scalping for ticket sales where select people get a code for pre-sales that goes out an email that goes out to a select group of people that they know are big that are big spenders that you know have a ton of verified purchases to allow those people to purchase first in a limited quantity. And then once they're sure of like, hey, all of you who have a code, the code works for Thursday and Friday, and then full sales happen on Saturday, that might help somewhat. But again, that takes time and money and effort from people. And I do not think the Pokemon company cares that much. And it would be sad for the people who can only occasionally buy things they really, really want. Yeah. Even, like, a lottery system would still be better. Again, reading this email of, like, it'll come back. We have no clue what day. We have no clue what time. We have no clue if they're going to actually properly communicate when it drops. So it's like... Am I going to be in the shower when this happens on like a Wednesday morning? <laughs> and then it's like yeah. the 
the 15 minute shower i take 15 minute shower the fi- like i get out and everything's gone and it's like sucks shouldn't how dare you be clean correct <laughs> How dare you? You need to be ready for Pokemon's announcement at any time. All the time. You need to be ready with your credit card to buy $30 worth of TCG cards that you don't need (laughs) (laughs) to get this promo card. I I just want the plush. Hey, speaking of not being able to get the plush, I got another email. This is from the museum. The museum at e.vangomuseum.com. N L Netherlands, I guess. Uh, Pokemon promo card not available. Are you visiting the Van Gogh Museum for partnership with Pokemon? Question mark. We look forward to welcoming you to the museum. We would like to inform you that as of Saturday, October fourteenth, uh, this email was sent on the thirteenth. By the way, <laughs> one day before the promotional Pikachu with a gray felt hat trading card is no longer being issued by the Van Gogh Museum. For more information, please visit our website. All Pokemon activities in the museum will continue to be available during the collaboration until January 7th, 2024. Visitors can try the Pokemon Adventure Treasure Hunt, view the Pokemon paintings inspired by Van Gogh, and draw their own Pikachu. There are also other family activities during the autumn school holiday and pioneering expedition Van Gogh along with Celine just opened. Uh... If you want to cancel or rebook your ticket, please use the contact form. They, they still had cards, obviously. But now they're saying, we, we just aren't handing them out anymore. And this is, this is part of why I canceled my, my flight, uh, which would have been, let me double check here. December 4th, I would have went, which is a Monday. Um, but yeah, they, they're, they're an, for my, they didn't say it here, but for my understanding of sleuthing and and talking to people who went to the event uh that there was still every day a bunch of people waiting outside of the exit of the museum and when somebody would walk out they would offer to buy the felt card off of that person yeah in their faq on their website it is kind of a awful small paragraph to read where they're answering why it's no longer available where and I can read it if that's Yeah, yeah, helpful. yeah, read it, read it. Cool. It says, The Van Gogh Museum and the Pokemon Company International take the safety and security of visitors and staff very seriously. Recently, a small group of individuals has created an undesirable situation that has led us to take the difficult decision to remove the Pikachu with gray felt hat promo card from the museum. In this way, visitors will be able to experience this special collection of Pokemon paintings and the rest of the museum in a safe and enjoyable manner. This is outrageous to me. I like, I'm both. It's absurd. Angry and flabbergasted that a a museum is is private property? Ask them to leave? Mm. Is it public? I don't. It really depends on the museum. I don't, I don't know. I don't know the qualifications for this one, but there a lot of museums are public property because they're owned by the government. So it gets really complicated, but I, I don't know about the Van Gogh Museum. I like it's also European laws, which are different than ours. <laughs> this whole situation is just incredibly poorly managed and like mm-hmm. at no point got better. Like I don't, 
I think they have some merch, like Hannah said. Not the plush. Supposedly. In their FAQ, they do have a list of the merch that is supposed to be available still, and it's most things are available still in the museum, except for the plush and the card. And they had to, like, move the card to, like, a different part of the museum, and then they got rid of the scavenger hunt that you needed to do, because originally it was, you go to the museum, you do the scavenger hunt, you hand in the scavenger hunt, you get the card. They just cut that, and then they were handing the card out as you exit the museum. Also, if they just printed more cards, it would be less desirable for people to stand out there to try to make a profit, because it wouldn't technically be worth their time if the card wasn't... The card's not even worth as much as it was originally worth. Like, you can, as of this recording, you can get the card for about $100, um, which is not a lot for, like... There are definitely other Pokemon cards that are worth way more... (laughs) Like, for sure. Definitely. But, like, the the whole, the card was being sold for 300 to $400. That was, like, maybe at most, like, a 48-hour to 72-hour window before it dramatically dropped to about 100 um, for that card. So, you know, you ideally, you print more cards. You get it in the hands of people who actually want the cards. Then they don't have to go to eBay to buy it. And then you have less buyers. And the sellers move on to something that is profitable. Like, the only thing that, like, stops or slows down scalpers is the demand going down, right? Like, if, yeah. if a card is worth $100 and something else comes out that's worth a $200 profit, they're going to they're gonna move over to that versus, you know, if, if it continues to be $100 and they can stand and get three, four, five cards standing there for a couple hours versus, okay, now the card's only worth $30. They're going to move on. Like, their, their time is, is everyone's time is valuable. But the, the exhibit itself is not even particularly big. Like, if you, if you saw the picture of, like, the paintings, that, that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. Like, you can kind of see the whole exhibit in a single picture. Like, that's, that's kind of it. So, for me, it's, it was like, I want, I want to go to this exhibit. I want to see it. I want to see the whole museum. I want to see the city, but I also like want to walk away with something that made that experience unique. Even if the fossil museum in Japan didn't have the Pikachu plush. And for like, I, I, I bring up the fossil museum a lot because the fossil museum was supposed to only be like a four to five month thing. And then COVID happened. And they extended it, and then other museums wanted to do it, so they moved the exhibit from museum to museum. And in the almost three years, maybe going on four years, that this went from a couple-month project to a several-year project, they continued to make little Pikachu uh, paleontologist plushes. And uh, when I was in the gift shop, and they were restocking the plushes. They they were low on some stuff, right? Like, they were low on shirts. Like, if you wanted a shirt, they only had, like, extra large or whatever, right? But when they opened the back door to the, to the, to the room, it was all Pikachu plushes. Like, <laughs> floor to ceiling. They were not running out anytime soon. It's so frustrating looking at the situation because we have seen a situation before where they pivoted. They were like, we're going to extend this. We're going to keep making plushes. We're going to keep these things restocked. And they turned it into a good experience. And for this, again, I don't know who's like, maybe the the museums in Japan just cared way more. Maybe like the Pokemon Company cared way more than the Pokemon Company International, which is technically 
in charge of this because it's Europe, it's not Japan. There are also a lot of museums with dinosaur bones. I think there's only one Van Gogh museum. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's just like they, they could have pivoted and they could have made it a better experience and they could have worked or set the Van Gogh Museum up for success and been like, hey, mm-hmm. we're going to help you out. Hey, maybe you should hire security, uh, more security or different security, and we'll like cover it because we want you to be happy with collaboration. We want our Pokemon fans to be happy with collaboration. The only good thing I can say here here is they're offering to let me get my $40 back, 40 euros or whatever back because I bought two tickets. I, I could probably go and still have a good time, but the main reason I canceled is because of how sour I feel after this entire thing from the museum itself to PokemonCenter.com to then PokemonCenter.com sending another email being like, we're going to try again, but blah, we'll pick a day and a time and maybe we'll let you know and maybe you can buy some stuff and maybe the card will be attached. Like... Every single step has been handled so poorly, and I was just hoping in the last, like, two weeks that they would fix it. And they were like, nah, lost cause, I guess. Maybe the next event will do better. Like, just so many opportunities to, like, you You just have so much money and power as this Goliath to, like, just fix it. And it's been such a huge mess. Just in every aspect of it. And the communication, I just, I feel awful for the museum. My guess is that they thought it was going to go as smoothly as the dinosaur paleontology museums have. And this was not that experience at all. It's it's insane. I, I, I don't know how this company, after so many events... Is still so bad at planning events. I don't, I don't understand how you can look at your track record lately and not think we need to do anything better. We need to really look at what we are doing and how we are running things and what our fan base has become. I feel like they just are refusing to acknowledge where the world is in in conjunction with their fan base. And like, if you didn't expect people to be outside of a rare event collecting and trying to get a super rare card, where have you been since 2020? What have you been watching? Because the rest of us watched fistfights in Target because people were so bored. Where are you as a company? Like, it just feels like they just want to pretend that their fan base is somehow better than it is. And it's not. No fan base is. And they're just refusing to, like, deal with it. They're just throw it in the air. It happens. And we'll apologize later, maybe. And it's just like, I don't understand where you want where you are going because i can't figure out after a series of just poorly and catastrophically planned events what what your end goal is what what do you what do you want these events to be because they're bad i i just i don't understand 
what is happening with this company in any way, shape, or form right now. Yeah, it even it even goes back to their Pokemon centers at like a national tournament or regional tournament or world tournament. Like we know, we we have so many years that we of 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 just knowing that people want the backpacks, and, and that's that's the thing that is sold out all the time. Is the backpack? That's one of the first things I learned the first yep. time I went to a Worlds. Like I remember the Nashville World Championships. Gosh, I, what year was that? The, where it was in Nashville, oh, boy. and I was there the the day bef- like Friday, right? And I walked right into the Pokemon Center. There wasn't a huge line or anything, right? And out of everything in that entire store, if the first thing that was sold out was the backpack. And it was like, we're, we're not, we haven't even been open for an hour. And this one item for the rest of the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is sold out. It's sold out in an hour. And when I went to, the, I, I can name a bunch of events, but going back to the latest event, which is the, the Columbus, Ohio national tournament there, I talked to so many people that were like, yep, I had a Friday morning, 8 a.m. thing. And people were already in there before 8 a.m. I thought they said it opened at 8 a.m., but they let people in early. And the first person that walked out came out with eight backpacks. Eight. Why did they let him buy eight backpacks? No one needs... Maybe you have seven children. I don't know. And they're all ready to go to school. Doubtful. But, like, even when, when... If you watch my world video when I went to the Yokohama World Championship... I the thing I was excited about was that there was like oh it says limit two here, and then there were some items that didn't have a limit. And when I walked out, one of the people that worked at the Pokemon company was like, "How did you like? It? Do you have any feedback for us?" And I was like, "Yes, everything needs a limit. Everything because you know what happened at Yokohama? No surprise, the backpack was sold out on the first day again. Make more backpacks." No one needs eight backpacks. Like, it just... It, make more stuff. <laughs> yeah, it just... Again, I don't know. Like, it it feels deliberate to not learn from every experience you've had. It feels like a deliberate choice at this point. Because you cannot look at your history of how things go and be like, well... It good old ways are the way to go, tried and true. <laughs> like you're just actively refusing to look. They're walking a real fine line trying to keep things on the rare and valued side so that people want them because they're rare and valuable and end up making experiences that are just unpleasant. Like I, it's so hard for me to be like, yeah, you should go to Narlands for the 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 national championship and like hopefully you get in line early enough at the Pokemon Center and hopefully you get everything you want because like if you're booking Saturday Sunday stuff is just going to be sold out yep and like the stuff that isn't normally sold out is just the stuff you can just get on PokemonCenter.com yep like when I walked into the Ohio I didn't have any like special privileges or anything for Ohio I, I got like a free like spectator pass or something so I guess disclosure they Paid my like eleven dollar spectator pass, but like I walked, I, like I didn't want to wait in line. Like I, like it was, it was, if you didn't register and you didn't win the lottery, 
You don't get to go online. You could possibly wait in the standby line for up to four to five hours. And that was random, too. That was like, depending on what employee was working, they'd be like, no, nah, we're not taking anyone in standby to, uh, yeah, sure, jump in standby. It might be a couple hours. And then, so when the line was finally dead on Sunday, why was the line dead? Because they literally had no product left. And so when the line was dead, I was like, I just want to see what, like, what it looks like. Like, I don't really want to buy anything. I walked in and it was everything that was in stock was just stuff you get, like, just stuff you get off Pokemon Center. Like, you want socks? You want to travel all the way to Columbus, Ohio to get $11 Pikachu socks that you could also just order from the comfort of your home? Did you want the overpriced Team Rocket merchandise that Mm -hmm. was, like, still fully in stock because it was $100 for a hoodie? That was what was in stock. But that's not why people are going to those live events. Like, maybe some, like, maybe, like, somebody, like, I understand the impulse buy of, like, oh, I'm at a live event, let me get this Durant plush, because, like, I like Durant. But, like, people are going, I think a lot, like, it's the same thing as, like, a band. Like, no one is buying, like, a, like, a Fallout Boy shirt because it's an amazing design. They're They're buying the Fallout Boy shirt because they went to the concert and they want, like, a token of, like, I was there. That's why I would have went to the Van Gogh Museum. So somebody would be like, where'd you get that Pikachu plush? Like, oh, cool. I had an amazing trip to Amsterdam. And like, I got this plush and I saw this museum. And like, I can't wait to go back. Why are they so bad at these live? Why are they so bad at these events? Ah! It's like, I also don't want to take away from how awful people are at these events. Like, there is a human aspect of people being awful that make this awful. Like scalpers are awful and they do awful things that are trying to rip people off to make money people acting up outside the van gogh event like it's not the museum's fault that people are awful like there's this level of toxicity amongst human beings when these things happen that are caused by false scarcity and again it's only scarce because they have chosen to make it scarce they there is no way they don't have sales numbers That is not how business works. They know what they're doing. So they are bringing this upon themselves deliberately and also actively not doing anything about it. I don't want to take away how awful scalpers are and how terrible the people are outside the museum. But also, let's not forget that the false scarcity and the rarity and the specialness of that is 100% in control of a company that doesn't give a crap. They also make more money if they make more product. <laughs> I mean, there's like they know also at the end of like a, a national tournament or a regional tournament or a world tournament, they know how much product they have left over. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. not hard. They have to. They know what they're making and they're just. Cho- like, the, the only thing I could possibly think of is like, how do we ship all this stuff there? Like, like we can, we, we we have a limit because this is the 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 freight that we're we're doing but i i don't believe for a second that like they don't make that money back in sales yeah yeah i mean freight freight and shipping is up but also <laughs> the the more you ship you do get discounts when you <laughs> ship more things like there is a scale there is a balance there it's not like i'm shipping 10 tons more and it's going to cost three times as much it will cost more because you're shipping more but they also tend to give you bigger discounts so like they also know like i still feel like pokemon just refuses to grasp 
how big their brand actually is. Like, I just want to take them to Disney boot camp and make them sit with Disney and say, these people, true, they're kind of psychotic, but they know how to run stuff. Please learn from them. Yeah, they're kind of evil, but they treat their customers extremely well. Again, the, my my biggest complaint is they had so many opportunities to fix this Van Gogh thing, and they just didn't. It just yeah. just seemed like my impression was they threw their hands up in the air, and they were like, well, it's over. On to the next project, which is probably true, which is probably like whoever was in charge of this probably is working on whatever is next. Uh, uh, that's probably oh, yeah. v- very true. They Like, we yeah. don't have time for this anymore. The, the cog of the Pokemon machine needs to keep spinning and we got we got to move on and th- th- hire more people. <laughs> They're trying to get the cards out there and that's that's about it. Uh, OK, we got to take a break. Uh, so when we get back, we got some par- party party play. Is that what they're calling it? Um, and uh, some 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 more stuff. So we will be uh, right back. This podcast is brought to you by Every Plate. Get more bang for your bite with America's Best Value Meal Kit. Every Plate is 25% cheaper than grocery shopping. And if you've been to the grocery store, you know you're saving a lot of money. There are no hidden fees, so you can get, so you can count on a great value week after week. Not only will you be saving money, but you'll have fewer trips to the grocery store. Meals are ready in six simple steps. Every plate plans out the meals and delivers the pre-portioned ingredients right to your door. And I can speak to the highest quality ingredients every plate uses because I have not had a bad every plate meal. It's been over a year since we've been partnered with every plate. I've had plenty of meals. They've sent me some free ones. I've purchased my own. I've been absolutely happy with every single meal I've gone. And it's, you know, made me try some stuff I would have never tried because uh, sometimes they just send something a little, you know, not on my typical palate. And hey, it's it's still good. I'm, I'm still super happy with uh, with anything I get from every plate. The other cool thing about every plate is you can go to their website and you can pick which meals you want delivered. If you if you just want to be surprised, every plate will pick some meals for you. But you can also add on more meals, take away more meals, maybe add a huge a uh, bucket of mac and cheese if you're feeling like it's a mac and cheese week every plate has it all if that sounds interesting to you if you would love to save money on your food and get awesome meals get a dollar 49 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and then enter our code or nine super effective that is a dollar 49 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code or nine super effective you'll support the show you'll save some money and you'll get some awesome food delivered right to your door that will also save you time everyplate.com slash podcast and enter code or nine super effective This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for building your brand, standing out online, and doing whatever you need to do. Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website 
makes it easy to engage with your audience and makes it easy to sell your products. This podcast, the one you're listening to right now, hosted on Squarespace for I think over like 10 years now, and it's been fantastic. So if you wanted to start a podcast, you could use Squarespace for that. If you wanted to sell stuff, maybe move from Etsy to your own online shop, Squarespace has that too. They have a whole store that you can do. Obviously with the podcast, we post those episodes there, uh, but you can post your blogs or writing or anything else. Squarespace also gives you the ability to make your website flexible with all of their templates makes it really easy to build, host, do all that website stuff, even if you're not super tech savvy. They have a ton of extensions, analytics, blogging tools, all of that stuff. And if you're interested in that, you, listener, can go over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your website, you can go to squarespace.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T to save 10% off your first purchase of website or domain. That's it. Super easy. Uh, If you want to see our website, uh, it's just PokemonPodcast.com. But if you want your own website and you're ready to go, Squarespace.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. And, you know, it supports our show. And we are back from our break. We got a little bit of Pokemon Go news here. First bit is celebrate the beginning of Halloween adventure with Grieveyard. Grieveyard. I don't know how to say that. Uh, during the Pokemon Go Halloween 2023 Part One. On a positive note, uh, I think <laughs> I think most people really do like the Halloween event stuff that Niantic does. I think uh, for the most part, um, it's pretty well received. Uh, Grieverd, the Ghost Dog Pokemon, and Houndstone will make their Pokemon Go debut. Uh, but I believe they will be shiny uh, as well, even though the website doesn't have the little sparkle next to it. I thought they could be. I could be wrong on that. Maybe that was just like the assets being uploaded and not being turned on. Mm. Yeah. Um, I recall yeah, hearing that, but they don't it. have the sparkle. Yeah, but hey, Niantic's website, PokemonGoLive.com, has definitely been riddled with errors before, so it could be shiny. There is a shiny that people are excited about, though. Also, the following Pokemon will be available in the wild. Ekans, Zubat, Alola Meowth, Ghastly, Haunter, Spinarak, Misdreavus, Poochyena, Juppet, Drifloon, Litwick, Phantump. Uh, And if you're lucky trainers, you may also find Sandy Gas in the wild. Um, and for the first time in Pokemon Go, you'll be able to counter Shiny Phantom if you're lucky. I'll wait for the Community Day in 2050. <laughs> it's a real good Shiny, though. It's a really good one. It is, but I'm not going to hunt it. Are the, are we're, uh, we're all in agreement that they're, they're just milking the debut of Mimikyu, right? Like, when... <laughs> like, <laughs> when is this Pokemon coming? At, like, hey, it's coming to you night in a... <laughs> In a week. I know. You, that's why I, really I thought, thought that this year. Yeah. I thought that this was going to be the year. I thought they were going to line it up with the Unite stuff because Unite and Pokemon Go and Scarlet and Violet. And GameStop distribution. Yeah, yeah. They've all kind of been in, in, in symmetry a bit. Do they, do, do we think it's because of its disguise ability and Go Battle League? Ah. Uh, I mean, I don't know how you make the disguise thing work when you're like constantly attacking. Like one attack, it breaks, and then you just keep attacking. Like it's not that great in 
go? Do you think they're holding up until they can figure out a better way to make the disguise thing work? Or yeah, I like, mean, I'm trying to come up with reasons why they just haven't done it and why they wouldn't do it when you when it's when Mimikyu's coming to unite literally on the 18th. There's also been a Mimikyu hat in Pokemon Go forever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like we all know that it's an incredibly popular Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Like super popular. Like, Pikachu had a Mimikyu costume at one point, did it not? <laughs> yeah. Was that, like, mm-hmm. a year or two ago? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like, this Halloween event seems good. Like, Greyveard, great, cool. Like, lined up with Scarlet and Violet. So people are like, oh, that's a cool Pokemon. Maybe I'll pick up these games. Like, Phantom being shiny, that's cool. They're bringing the map back. The whole game's going to look different. The whole game's going to look spooky. That's also yeah. very cool. For $5, you'll get exclusive timed research, which if you don't complete, you don't get your rewards, uh, but you will in- earn encounters with Phantom. Uh, Alolan Meowth, you will get the Halloween pose, which is bad. I- I'm not sure what they're trying to... I-, I don't understand the pose. Is it like they're zombies? It's kind of zombie esque. It's like it's like the ghost coming. Yeah, to get it's you, more but ghost. It's like the. It, ooh. Oh, it's like okay, the, okay, but okay. they don't yeah. really complete it. They just sort of like stop halfway, and then reset. <laughs> so it's really super awkward to watch. Last uh, year's was the zombies. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, there'll be time research that'll be free for everyone. That'll get you more Stardust and Graveyard. Uh, there's more time research where um, you get your one chance a year to catch spirit tomb and if you're lucky it could be shiny <laughs> that's a, sure maybe sure. in like 13 more years you'll be able to actually be lucky enough to roll shiny spirit tomb spirit tomb community day 2060 you'll get additional candy for nice great and excellent throws additional XL candy um, two times hatch candy uh, field research will give you Mistrevis or Phantom. One star raids will be Mistrevis, Shuppet, Drifloon. Three star raids will be Gengar, Ghastly, Greaveyard. Why is Greaveyard on three star raids? <laughs> Why? Why is that a choice? Five star raids will be Guzzlord until the 20th. Then it will switch to Darkrai. Mega raids will be Gengar until the 20th. And then it will switch to Bennett. Bayonet, Bayonet, Bennett. 7k eggs will be the very spooky Munchlax, Riolu, and Galarian Yamask. There will be uh, new avatar stuff, a Yamask mask, a Cofagrigus costume, a Cofagrigus head, a Phantom head, a Greaveyard wig. Uh, there will be new stickers. Uh, they're doing something with Amazon Prime where you can get uh, uh, the wig for free, I guess, if you have Amazon Prime, I think that's what they're saying. Pretty much. It's another timed research that gets you the wig early. I also thought that maybe, okay, so sometimes, like, there's, like, assets that are data mined or whatever. I Maybe Halloween Part 2 will be Gengar in an outfit. There's, like, a new Pikachu coming, apparently. There is going to be a Halloween Part 2, but that has not been announced yet. Yeah. So I'm assuming Halloween Part 2 would have the Pikachu in a Halloween outfit and Gengar in a Halloween outfit. Gengar has the worst shiny in the entire world. I don't know why they mm-hmm. continue putting outfits on Gengar. Well, I know why they put outfits on Gengar. It's a Gengar's, popular Pokemon. It's a very popular Pokemon. Um, that being said, just because like stuff is data mined, I just want to be very clear that that doesn't mean that they're guaranteed to come. What was like Stantler with the reindeer bells was like, it, we had to wait like a full, like it was like data mined 
And then it actually never came out that Christmas. It came out like the following Christmas. So just like that stuff happens. We're not the ones doing it. We're just it just pops up on Twitter threads or whatever. Like I see it. I'm like, oh, that's cool if it comes out. Might not come out. Who knows? Might not come out. Speaking of something that might not come out, it should come out, (laughs) is the party play? Is that what it's called? There's no lot of information on it right now. Um, uh, Niantic did show it off to creators uh, the other day, and they said that it would be okay to talk about. Um, So I think by the time this podcast comes up, it should be out or more details should be there um although speaking of data mining if you read the data mine you probably actually know what it does <laughs> yeah there's there's some information out there i mean here's the here's the, here's the gist of it here's what they told me hopefully i'm not making niantic upset by saying this early but again i'm I, i'm sure there are youtube people that have already talked about it and whatnot but the gist of it is that you'll be able to play with up to four friends um you have to be within the location to start the party play. So if, you know, me, Greg, Will are at the Mall of America, one of us would start it. You have to be within pretty close to join. And then it will give you like a task as a group. That task might be like catch 20 Pokemon together. And then between the three of us, we catch the 20 Pokemon, we get our reward. um, And then it'll give us another task. I was told that it would last like an hour. Uh, and then it will automatically end. So you're in the party for an hour. Also, once you're in the party, if Greg wants to leave and me and Will stay behind, technically the party still exists for that hour. So like Greg doesn't have to be close to me that entire time. He could go across the street to Ikea and me and Will. Awesome. Could, yeah, yeah. you go to Ikea and continue playing. I'm going to Ikea. I'm getting myself a bookcase. And then the other thing is uh, that... If I join a raid, Greg and Will would automatically get the invites to it, and then it wouldn't Mm -hmm. use your five invites or whatever, Um, and then that there would be like a power boost because we're in a party together. Mm -hmm. So that was like kind of the gist of it. Supposedly, you'll also be able to see your party members on the map. Yes, which is- If they say yes, which they have to consent to, but is something that sounds kind of cool. So that's a thing in Pikmin. That that is a, that was a toggle in Pikmin. So you can, when you're planting flowers, you can appear on the map, and then if people are close to you, you can see other people planting flowers. But they have to opt in to show that. So if like we were at Mall of America together, and you were planting flowers, and I were planting flowers, if we looked at the game, you would see both of our characters like skipping around. Like I I, I don't know if there's like a lot of. It's like a novelty thing to be like, oh, there's everyone on the map together. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if like if Greg leaves and like walks to Ikea, if his character is like in the game physically going to leave the group. <laughs> I I would imagine not. I would imagine it just puts you together and it follows you. Yeah. But I, I don't know the details of that. Again, hopefully uh, 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 this is OK to talk about. It was very early in the morning when they were like, here's our press conference. And I do remember one of the questions being like, hey, can we talk about this? And they were like, yeah, just don't like show the slides from the keynote or whatever. And I was like, okay. sure. Um, it seems like a very simple thing overall. I understand the appeal of like, let's like group up and 
catch a like however many Pokemon together. Like yeah. that's like fun. I totally get that. It would it would be awkward though for people that have like a gr- friend group of five because it only goes up to four. Yeah. So uh, that's awkward. But that's like every game. Like man, I remember when o- wasn't Overwatch like a game of six, and then like they were like we're actually removing a character. So could you imagine being like a competitive Overwatch team of like six people, and they're like, hey, we're going down to a team of five, like. Who's oh, getting kicked off? Yeah, who's getting kicked off the team? Like, Pokemon Go is not the first game to have, like, specific groups of people. So, I am, like, that was the first thing in my head is, like, oh, man, what if you're in a friend group of, like, five? Like, if you're in a friend group of six, you could at least break off into two groups of three. I guess you could do a group of three and a group of two. I don't know what the rewards are, though. Like, I don't know if, like, you get better rewards if you're in a group of four versus a group of two. I would assume so. But I don't, I don't. I don't know. Even uh, maybe that I, hasn't been data mined, I think. Maybe but I should ask that question. It kind of feels like... Uh, tell me if, if I'm the only one who thinks this, but it kind of feels like when you're going to someone's world in Animal Crossing and you can all kind of fish together or play together that way, that it's not super interactive, but you're all kind of there and playing together. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's how I felt in Scarlet and Violet. Like, you can go yeah. to the other person's world and you can, yeah. like, walk around with them. But the only thing you're really doing is, like, bringing their frame rate down. <laughs> and but, making their mountain visible. <laughs> I mean, for, like, community day, why not? Like, yeah, why yeah, not for community day, it sounds like the perfect bonuses. situation. But also, again, if you have a large group, you're going to have to be like, okay, group one here, group two here, and, like, do the count, because... Oh, we have 13 people today, so we're going to have to form two groups of four and then a couple of groups of three. Yeah, but that's then... not too hard. Yeah, it's just... it's just Especially if you're in person. Yeah, it's just sort of like, all right. I mean, there has to be a line somewhere, I guess. I don't know why. Probably because it will kill your frame rate, but sure. Yeah, I don't know if, like, in the future they're going to... You could do, like, a group of 10. I also, like, don't know what are... The only thing I remember them saying is, like, as a group, catch this many Pokemon. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. But, like, I don't know what the other challenges would be. Is it, like, as a group, spin more Pokestops? As a group, hatch a bunch of eggs? I would assume those would be, like... Complete however many research tasks. Earn this much Stardust. But also, if it's something, like... As a group, hatch 10 eggs, and I don't buy incubators. Greg doesn't buy incubators. No. Is the hatch... Again, I have no clue if it's hatch 10 eggs. This is just an example. If if the hatch 10 eggs is like, what, like, your reward is like 10 Pokeballs. Like, that's not worth... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the question is, is how good the rewards will be. Like, I can't imagine they're going to be super great that it's just like, hey, this is an extra bonus. I feel like... I don't think the research things will be much more than catch this many and spin this many things. Like, I imagine that's what it's going to focus on. And the rewards would be a nice boost. I think it's just like, to me, the idea seems like, let's let's do the thing that we should have done the entire time and give extra rewards if you're playing in person with a community. So it's like, what we wanted them to do was like come up with a way to reward people for getting together. I'm just hoping that the rewards aren't 
so stunning that again it feels punishing if you don't have a group of people around you like if you're in a rural area i just hope it's like a nice little boost a fun little extra thing when you're all together and not like another way to you know say too bad you live in a rural area or can't move by yeah like i i you know when it comes to being in like a big city like Boston or Chicago or Tokyo or whatever, you pr- you don't have the same issues that somebody who lives in oh, like Fond du Lac has, um, which is like, you know, if if Greg and I are playing at Mall of America, we never need Pokeballs. That is just never an issue that will exist. Like... It, it just Although won't. we weren't paying today, we both ran out. <laughs> we did, we yeah, we did run out. But li- we literally, both ran out. Great we're example. Both like, wait, what's happening? Oh, we're out of Pokeball. Literally, when we ran out, I just switched my Pokeball plus plus to just spin stops, and within minutes, I was at fifty Pokeballs again. Like, yeah, that's yeah. that's just not an issue for like city yeah. players. So, like, I could imagine if you like lived in a town with like three Pokestops and one gym. And so community day is probably, you know, not super good. Maybe that that's like all in like your very small playground park or whatever, like down the street from a bar. I could I, I totally understand like playing together, even if it's like with your brother or your mom or, or, or your friend is like, OK, this is giving us more Pokeballs or something. And that's making the experience better. Totally understand that. But I, I think Greg makes a great point of, you know, on this show, Niantic has on the show. We've said like Niantic needs to incentivize group play. This is an actual way to incentivize mm-hmm. group play. Or I shouldn't say group play. I shouldn't say like incentivize not playing on your couch. <laughs> yeah. Which is what the pandemic turned that game into. And you see it all the time on their posts, right? Like even on the, what's this called? Party play? Even on the party play post, people are like, you know what would be better than party play? A dollar remote rate passes. Like there are, there are still <laughs> people... <laughs> <laughs> there are still people out there that the game you know to what them would be better than this a winning lottery ticket. <laughs> sure, you're not going to get it. Yeah, I I don't think it's happening. Uh, you know, the game to those people were I want to sit on my couch, I want to remote in, and I want to roll the slot machine that is one in twenty chance for a legend. Like that th- that was fun to people. Uh, maybe not to their wallet. You know, th- that was fun to people, and then so. What we said and what a lot of people said, instead of punishing everyone, if you want people to go out and play your video game, make it more enjoyable or give us a reason to go out and play your video game instead of just making everyone's experience bad. This is a a thing that, I mean, we'll see if this works. I don't think anyone who's jaded about raid passes is ever going to be convinced or ever going to be happy. (laughs) But for the people who do go out, like... For the people who do go out for a community day, which is, I think, a lot of people, I, th- I think, and I think, community day is probably Niantic's best day of the month for for revenue and for players and everything. I hope that this somewhat help. Like, I don't think it's going to help me. I don't think it's going to help me and Greg when we're walking around Mall of America. Like, I don't need any more Pokeballs. Maybe this. Maybe if it's Stardust or something, that'd be nice. I guess, but like, yeah. not that big of a deal. But. I mean, again, I'm not going to say no, we're already there. Right, right. But again, like, for somebody that maybe doesn't have the luxury of a big city, hopefully that makes it better for them. That's cool. Uh, but I, I don't know. Like I said, I, they, they gave us a small preview. 
it looks exactly what you think it would be. Um, like there's no huge surprises there. The only huge surprise is that the rewards keep getting better and better. And so you want, I, I again, I don't know. I, that one of the things they said was catch a bunch of Pokemon and you'll complete the thing together. I don't know if it's, you know, catch 30, catch 50, catch a hundred, catch two. Like, do they get better? It, do you, it, does it feel like you want to rush through them? Maybe there's only like three levels and you get done in 20 minutes and that's it. Like, I, I don't know. Um, but there's potential. So that that's cool. It seems like a neat feature. I'm looking forward to seeing it in game. Hopefully my ankle will be healed by then. The other thing I think of is like if you do go to a community day um, and I've seen this uh, like I, I've gone to community day as a solo player like that. That was a lot of my experience in Milwaukee. I used to play with people. Those people stopped playing community day and or played community day in places that I did not want to play like their car. I don't want to play in the car. Um, so there's plenty of community days where I played solo. I wonder if the rewards would be good enough. Maybe I should talk to a couple people and be like, hey, let's start a party. And then like, we don't have to like stick around. Like, I don't have to like follow you for the next hour, but like, maybe let's exchange friend codes, maybe like jump into a party. And then I'm like, sure that is part of the intent of this. Yeah. And that, that's positive. like, that's super cool. And hopefully that works, but I, but like if the reward is just like ten pokeballs, like I, I'll continue being antisocial. I don't need the ten pokeballs that much. <laughs> but again, I think I think this is uh, I think this this could have a lot of potential to do what Niantic wants it to do, which is you know <laughs> social interaction. <laughs> the rewards would have to be good. Right. I don't think I've seen anything about a medal that goes with it, but if there was a medal that goes with it, that could incentivize a little bit more if you don't need a few Pokeballs but want another platinum medal. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, it's okay. Uh, there could probably be a whole other argument about maybe you should fix roots before you introduce a new feature, but... <laughs> you know, hey, I got a Zygarde cell today. It worked for me. I got a Zygarde cell today for the first time ever, and I didn't have to walk into the middle of a lake. Whoa. Last bit of news here uh, before we wrap up is uh, we just didn't touch on the four-year anniversary for Pokemon Masters now that it's out. A lot of that stuff is like slowly wrapping up in the next couple of days, but they did the the Neo Champion stuff of, of Red, Blue, Leaf. That was kind of like the big celebration. Um, uh, as, of, as of this recording, Phoebe and Kofagrigus are are coming. The Masters they're EX, there. they're they're now they're shifting away from. Oh, they're here now. Yeah, and uh, who has Rune Regis? What is her name? Oh, I, I don't have that in front of me. What? Morty? Not think- they like Morty. No, 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 no. Uh, I just pulled on it today. Roxanne. Oh, I think you're right. I think it's I think Roxanne. It is Roxanne. I think it, yeah, it's Roxanne. Roxanne and Rodriguez. So they're they're shifting away from their four year anniversary to their their uh, fall stuff. Also, um, I think this will end in a couple of days. But they did a little bit of legend stuff with um, whoever the main character girl was for legends. She had Samurott and then the, the dude. They weren't like Don and Lucas, but they were like based off Don and Lucas, weren't they? Yeah, that um, storyline was kind of cute. The and dude we had uh, Decidueye. Yeah, but no one had Typhlosion. No. <laughs> Short of the stick again for Gen 2. The story of, of Don and Lucas meeting 
Reiki? But their whole thing of them running into each other and realizing that they look like each other and being like, why do you look like me? <laughs> like, it was, it's a, it, they did it, they played with it. It's, look, the whole Hasui storyline in Masters is great. It's much better than what they've done in Scarlet and Violet, which is like, they just throw them in. Like, they've actually came through a space-time distortion. They're, like, actually talking about how things differently work, and they're trying to figure out what it all means, and that the various people from the timeline are, like, in this new future where everything is different and how they interact with Pokemon. So there's been good storylines about how they deal with being in this world that is very, very different than where they were. So it's been, it was really charming. It's cute. Like, my, Masters is a good thing at making me care about all of these characters that had no po- no personality in any of the games. Like, I know all of these gym leaders now where I'm like, oh, I like them because I I take them to the smooching booth and we go on dates all the time. It's, it's so hard for me to put thoughts for the four-year anniversary because I, I don't play that much, right? Like, I'll, I'll log in, I'll get my daily gems. I play every day. I... So for me, it was like, okay, this is the event. I pull on the characters. I pulled all three. All right, I'll see you next event. Because I saved. I saved forever for these. It didn't for it didn't feel like an anniversary, I guess. I mean, they gave the 3,000 gems. They gave the 100 free characters. The, the shocking thing is like, oh, Masters is four years old. That's crazy. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the actual Neo event storyline <clears throat> did feel like a good Masters event. Like, them talking through, you know, who these characters are and why the way they are. So if, like, you played the storyline event instead of just pulling on them, you know, it did have the anniversary feel to it. Like, you know, here's there's these characters, we're building them into the storyline. I think it's just old. It's just a four-year-old game. Like, you're not... Those of us who play it are like, these. I, I play it for these characters now. Because that's what this game is, is me knowing who these people are, why they have these things, how they're interacting with the world, the storyline, like the whole villains arc, like they're, they've created their own unique Team Rocket event storyline that like you got very invested in. And they did a whole bunch of things. So like, if you're heavily into the game's storyline, like, yeah, I, I felt like it was a great anniversary event, like the the... Pairs made sense. They did them for a reason. The storyline was good. This Halloween event is good. You know, they've done a lot of cute things, but I just think, you know, the blossoms off that flower. It's four years old. (laughs) You know, they added two brand new types to the game, which was a huge thing. They added the speed type and this new... They had the speed type and they added the, the dual typing thing. So you're like an attack type with a tech bonus if you unlock it with the with the tech cake. So, like, they've made the game deeper, but, like, you really have to be invested in Masters, I think, to really get a lot out of the anniversary events at this point. It's pretty it settled knows, into what it is. Yeah, it knows what it is. It knows what it does. It, what it does is makes interesting pairings and tells a decent story. Just like we all know anniversary events now are for unite or let's just completely destroy the meta with a legendary and then not fix it yeah that is our anniversary event i think the the um, maybe like a unique perspective in the sense that 
Like I will I will make a master's video for YouTube like maybe once a month because I have uh, DNA gives me a bunch of free gems. I, okay, I get my daily gems. I'll do a video. DNA will be like, thanks for the video. Here's some more gems. Like that's it. That's like the exchange. Uh, just disclosure of that. But like when I put the video out, this uh, and again, this is just a perspective thing. Um, it always does bad. It, it, like it does poorly, and so I, I look of like okay, like Pokemon's a pretty big brand. <laughs> this game is obviously a gotcha game. There's nothing wrong with that. There's not a lot of Pokemon Master creators out there. Mm-mm. But when you look at other gotcha games, for example, I was like, well, like Honkai Star Rail is what like six months old now, and you know it was just featured at Apple's keynote of being like this very popular game. It's featured in the App Store all the time. And you go to like, uh, like I could just go to YouTube and type in Honkai Star Rail Gotcha or Honkai Star Rail Polls. And it's the same thing. It's the same YouTube video of like, hey, I got all these gems. Let's pull on the brand new character. Like, it's not that different of content. The difference is they have thousands of views. And like, even when you go back to Pokemon Masters four years ago, and you look at big, every big Pokemon YouTuber jumped on the Masters bandwagon because it was brand new. The views don't even compare to a Genshin Impact or a, or a Honkai Star Rail. So I'm just, I guess my perspective is like, how does Pokemon have such a huge influential brand? And this game just doesn't seem like it hit the audience that it wants it to hit. Like, like Greg is a hundred percent right. Gosh, I'm I'm really pumping Greg up this episode. Yeah, As in like, baby. Masters did this pivot of we want you to care about these gym leaders and we want you to care about these these trainers and we're gonna make these, in my opinion, really decent stories of mm-hmm. these events. And maybe that's why I didn't feel like the four year anniversary was like that impactful to me because I I didn't get a chance to do the event because I was traveling in South Korea. But like, isn't that what? Pokemon fan like like gotcha games are popular <laughs> and to have a Pokemon gotcha game makes sense. So it's crazy to me that like a game like Honkai Star Rail. I'm not saying Honkai Star Rail is bad. Like it got really good reviews. Like Hoyaverse is very good at making gotcha games, but you have to like you have no clue who these characters are in Honkai without playing that game. So yeah. you have to like it feels like the barrier to entry is just so much higher for that game versus like a Pokemon game where the barrier to entry seems very low of like, uh, I'm into gotcha games. I really like Pokemon. This game is established. Why? <laughs> why are my YouTube videos not getting views? That's the, the real story. <laughs> yeah, I just better I, YouTube videos. But you know what I'm saying? Like, why are these yeah, other gotcha I, games just blowing it out of the water? One of the weird things is, unlike, because I played Genshin Impact for a while, like the units that you pick really affect at how well you can play that game and for masters unless you really want to go for the hardcore gameplay which most i don't think a lot of people do the units just don't matter that much like pulling a new unit of a four star from a player perspective of getting through the content that doesn't really matter like what matters is the storyline and having the appropriate characters for that storyline gets you better rewards, but they are by no means necessary 
to actually complete that storyline. Like, I have one Halloween unit. I have the Sableye unit. I can still get a ton of rewards for the entire Halloween event. I just don't get as many of them. But I can do the whole thing with what I have. So there's not as much excitement when you pull a banner of thinking this is going to radically change my game unless you're into the hard content. Like, going for the going for the cake to unlock the tech spec of a striker is a high-end game thing that will never come up to 90% of the player base. I'm doing it because it's a, just another thing I complete every day, and once I have it, I will probably unlock it, and that will be the extent of my interest in it. Because the units don't matter as much for gameplay. They matter for story, but they don't make pulling the unit necessary to complete the story. You don't have to have them. And it's just, I, I appreciate it on some level, but also it's, it is weird from an outsider perspective because a lot of the banners are like, well, should you pull on this banner? And a lot of the answer is like, I don't know, man. Do you like, do you like it? It's <laughs> really like not going to change your gameplay. <laughs> Like, are you are you a hardcore player? Then yeah, like this will fill in a gap. But otherwise, no. Like the two Halloween things aren't particularly great, but people are pulling on them because they like, you know, Phoebe and Roxana, and they think their outfits are cute. But again, I can do the entire Halloween event without them. I don't know. I get to see them know. in the cutscenes. They're know how many in people the game. Out there really like Roxanne. Come on. <laughs> She has like a nose pass or whatever. <laughs> Not now. She's got a Rodriguez. Morty's got Hannah's a home. For, for the audio podcast listeners, Hannah was very... Maybe a little bit offended. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Yeah, I just... I just it, it, it's, it's not me complaining like my master's video yeah. didn't do super well. It's just... I just think the nature of pulling is vastly different in those two games because pulling in Genshin Impact, pulling a a top star character will really change your gameplay. And it just I just I just it just doesn't in Masters. It really doesn't. I I, I would love to talk to somebody and have like a deeper conversation of like what the appeal of just because like there's a going like you you can find youtube videos and i know youtube is like very specific but you can find youtube videos of like how do i play masters better how do i build a team to defeat this how is this character worth pulling and then on the then you can find simpler content content i would do which is like Hey, there's a new event. Did you pull that character? How many gems did you spend? It, it's very similar to like opening a pack of mm -hmm. Pokemon cards, right? Like it's very similar content of like, did they pull the Charizard from the Scarlet 151 set, right? So there's like two types of content. But when you look at Honkai or whatever other gotcha game, and it, it's that content of I'm just pulling on the new character, new banner, and it has just 300 times the amount of views. And that's not even comparing to my channel. I could find a bigger master's YouTube creator. And it, it, it's, it's, it's the same. It's like 300 times the amount of views. Mm -hmm. And it's like, 
You as a as a Hankai full-time YouTuber did not exist six months ago because that game didn't exist two six months ago. So it's like I want to I I, I want to know what the draw is in that specific gotcha. Because I've watched people play Hankai. It's it's repetitive gameplay, right? Like you, you mm-hmm. go through, you do the same story loop, they add more content, but still and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not I get it. I played the gotcha games. I understand that the gameplay is repetitive. You get better, you get faster, you get more rewards, you do your dailies. But something Hoya versus doing over there is is really gravitating people and probably bringing more people in. And that's always a thing that's on top of my head is like, you got a game that's four years old with a huge fan base that would fly to Amsterdam to get a plush. You're not attracting an audience like a brand new franchise is from six months ago so i'm just especially for a game that is about collecting things <laughs> you're right right yeah the, you know the that, series yeah, that's is... the part that doesn't quite make sense to me i mean i know a lot of people play it i i, I just like when they have co-op things you never you are never waiting long if you just say pick find me people to play with you are never waiting long there are people always playing that game it's just i i don't know that the audience of people playing that game is the same, has the same interest in content about that game as other, perhaps more provocative, shall we say, uh, games and character models. Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I understand. So you're saying if they put Giovanni in a swimsuit, that more people will play. Possibly. I mean, it. It's you could also apply the same logic I'm using for Masters versus Honkai to um, yeah. Unite versus like League of Legends or or, mm-hmm. or, or Dota yeah. Two or whatever other MOBAs are popular right now. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I, I I'm curious to just see like which we'll never get. Like, what is their actual breakdown of people playing their game? Because they've been going for four years. They've been going very strong. Their gem prices are still outrageous, but I look at people and they buy them. I mean, I I did buy the super discounted gem pack for this house. I'm like, it's been four years. I should give them some money finally. So I bought a gem pack. Just but one. Just one. Look, don't don't push me. It was twenty three dollars. <laughs> like that's all you're getting out of me. Kids. That was a lot of gems. Though. I remember years. seeing that pack. That was a lot of gems. It was a lot of gems. It was a good deal, but. I'm curious what the breakdown is because I, I just I know a lot of people are playing the game, but I can't tell you. Like I have zero interest in watching other people pull. Like I I just don't. I have zero desire to watch that content because I also just pulled them all on my own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's pretty. It's it's a little bit easier now to pull on your own to, to see things and. I I don't know. I'm curious to see what their breakdown of demographics is because they are clearly going strong. They clearly had a lot of people playing the game. They clearly have like they do all their events. They make their money. I just curious, like you said, what the difference in the audience is that that doesn't seek out that content. I just think it's a, I just think it's interesting that yeah, like you would just assume that a Pokemon gotcha game about collecting. Trainers would feel like it was more impactful in the gaming space. 
and, and that's not to, that's not to say Masters is bad. I, like I enjoy it when I play it. I think it was kind of bad when it started, and they oh, it's terrible when it started, <laughs> and they 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 <laughs> made it better. Yeah, um, and it's incredibly deep and complicated. If you want it to be, uh, if you want it to be, and at the if same you time, have cute stories. You can ignore. It's got a lot cute of that stories. Too. Yeah, I, 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 maybe, maybe it's just more of a conversation of like Hoya versus doing something on another level to yeah. attract people in, in, in. Maybe they have three games. Obviously, Genshin and then Star Rail. Yeah. Um, but you again. The Pokemon brand is, but is I'm also strong. I'm also curious what's going to happen to Genshin in four years. You know, I'm also curious what's going to happen to Star Rail in four years. Um, you know, the one that was really really great that I played all the time, Dragalia Lost, closed. Like, oh, that was the Nintendo one. And, yeah, and they're like, okay, well, we're done. I think that was like you what, know? three years before they threw in the towel. Yeah, it was three and a half. I mean, I could still launch the app, but I don't think anything's happening in it. Um. But, like, I'm curious what happens to those games at the same time period. Are they still going to be running as strong? Because Masters is running on full full engines, full steam ahead. Um, new stuff's coming out on a real great clip. They're mm-hmm. pumping money in. They're pumping characters in. Like, they are definitely making money much more than a lot of gacha games do at four years. It's just I'm curious... Like there's such a difference in their audience, and, and to what what we're looking for versus what we're looking for in other things. Um, it's it is an interesting, it is definitely an interesting topic to sort of ponder. Mm-hmm. But like, it is it is the longest running gotcha game that I've played, other than Final Fantasy Brave Brave Exodus. Is that what the PE stands for? Whatever, <laughs> that's been going on forever. Uh, but that's because Final Fantasy fans are are rabid. Oh yeah, so they're they're committed. They're they're like, give me give me give me a new Yastola. Well, hey, if you play a lot of gotcha games and you're watching on YouTube, uh, comment below if you play Genshin or if you play Genshin and Masters or if you just play Masters or maybe you play another gotcha game that's like existed for like five years that we haven't heard about. I'm actually I'm just curious of like how, what is the overlap of like Star Rail slash Genshin and Masters players. Yeah. Or maybe like No, I know so many people who play both Genshin and Star Rail. I don't think it's like a limit yeah. of like one gacha game. Mm-mm. <laughs> I knew a person that played seven gacha games at one point. There's like a Digimon gacha game too, I think. Yeah, there's a Digimon. Yeah, one yeah, now. yeah, yeah. I think I played that for like two days and I was like, this is this is too much. Um <laughs> although I do like Digimon. Anyways, thanks for making it to the end. I- Hey, I finished Detective Pikachu. Yeah, we're going to talk about it next week. <laughs> I'm going to give you my rating now. That game's overpriced. <laughs> 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 we will talk about Detective Pikachu <laughs> next week. I'm going to try to play through it on Twitch. Uh, I'm going to try to play luck. through it in one sitting. Uh, Greg said that's going to be very impossible. You are not. You are not going to be able to do that. What if I just start at like 8 a.m. with a cup of coffee? Okay, I'll see you on Thursday when you finish. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta go in and change tech speed to fast, right? (laughs) Just like, oh, (laughs) gosh. Good luck. Good luck. Um, Yeah, we'll talk about Detective Pikachu next week. So uh, 
look, I'm going to assume that there's three types of people out there. Number one, the people who have already bought and played through Detective Pikachu. Number two, the people who just want to watch somebody play Detective Pikachu so they can save their 50 bucks. And no, four Do types that. of people. Number three would be somebody that has no interest in this game whatsoever. And number four would be like the very rare, I want it, and I, but I got to wait till Christmas. There, there, there's no like there's no one that's like maybe on the fence of getting it right like you probably either yeah. got it at launch or you're just like i'm just gonna watch a youtube playthrough or a twitch playthrough and save 50 bucks which is totally fair uh very fair for this game it is overpriced um badly overpriced yeah i think it was 50 yeah it's, it's already 50 less than a normal switch game yeah and it's overpriced yeah I got a TikTok of like an old uh, like Sears catalog ad for Christmas. And I went through it's it and I was like, man, I, I feel like I remember this catalog. But the thing I didn't remember is there were like Nintendo 64 games that were $70. Oh, yeah. I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, there, was more, there was also one that was like Sega Genesis. Mortal Kombat for the Sega Genesis mm -hmm. was $70. Oh, yeah. It was unreal. It's actually crazy to me that video games are still like around the sixty to seventy dollar price range, because I feel like they should be more. Especially when the, I mean, like I mean, a gallon of milk is like thirty dollars at this point. So like, right? Super there is that. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying I mean, so that things should be inflated. It's just weird to and, me that and like for people if if you're like me and you grew up only buying Pokemon games for the most part, and yeah, those yeah. were on handheld, and so it was. $30, $40 for a very long time. 60 still feels like a lot. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I started back with the Atari, and Atari <laughs> 2600 was like $150 for the base, for the, for the player, and then each, each game was like 25 bucks. So like, and that, that, that thing couldn't do much. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, prices are just, what like ColecoVision? I remember was super expensive because so we really, really wanted one, and we were like, "Please, please, 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 please!" And they're like, "It's the only thing you're getting if we get this because it's really pricey." And the games were expensive. So the the first Attack of Pikachu was like what forty bucks because it was a 3DS yep. game. Maybe it was like thirty five or probably forty. I don't remember. So this one's fifty. Do you think it would have been forty? Should forty is the price, or do you think cheaper? Still? It should have stayed at thirty five. Wow. But you finished it. I finished I did. All right, we'll and talk it about it next long. week. We'll okay. talk about it next week. Okay. Well, it's 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 long. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you sure paid 50 is. bucks and you were done in 2 hours. I would no, the, I do not think it is possible with the pace of that game to be done in 2 hours. All right, well, we'll be <laughs> find out <laughs> next week. You won't believe what next week's podcast will You won't believe what happens. Um, so I guess maybe uh, if, if you don't want to be spoiled about Detective Pikachu, maybe, uh, maybe play it in the next week. Not, I'm not saying we're going to spoil the whole game, but um, we're going to have just, fun. Just, if you have zero interest, just watch somebody play it. It's literally going to be the same experience. <laughs> I did that for the first one in the last week. Yeah, you could. I you watched it, it for second. three hours. Yeah, they beat the game in three second. hours. 
Yeah. Well, they condensed all of the scenes, all of the oh, clips. So okay, it was okay, like okay. a three-hour movie yeah. of Detective Pikachu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I've done that before. That makes days. sense. Got it. Um, okay, we'll be back next week. Thanks for making it to the end. Uh, thanks for listening. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, feel free to review because the Slack likes to see your reviews come in. And so if you whether you say something mean or not, it still gets posted and then they they criticize it. Mostly in a good way. Unless they Yeah. But they're usually making fun of me anyway, so it's fine. I'm used to it. Yeah. You buy enough hundred dollar metal pokeballs and you just get comments. When about, is the luxury ball hitting? <laughs> I don't I know. Have this one from Costco. I don't I don't <sighs> know when the luxury ball is coming out. But let me so tell man. you, people have very wild thoughts from a twenty second video about how you spend your money and live your life. They, they got they got they got to share it. Well, live better, live I, right. I'm li- I'm living my best life. Jokes on them. <laughs> the more comments, the more pennies I get from TikTok. <laughs> All right, we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Greg. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are. Super effective. Super, just because a gym leader is from Gen 4 or Gen 3, but Roxanne's from 4 doesn't mean they're bad. Effective. They're not bad. Roxanne's I don't think not I, a bad I don't gym think, leader. I don't think Roxanne's in the smooching simulator yet, though. That's the problem. Nose passes, though. Giovanni is, though, and that's a whole new what? kettle of fish. Is he wearing a swimsuit? No, he's wearing his... Team Rocket suit, but not his Nido King suit. But you can put his Nido him in, in his Nido King suit and send him to a beach, and he wanders around with a bunch of other people. That game's weird. I love it. <laughs>